0: The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect, brother, with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here, and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You may not be at the game, but you can get on the action at BetOnline. line is going extra on to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season. Game spreads, totals, team, player, coaching, props. BetOnline is going to give you more options to, to wage your any place online. Head to line today. And take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bell Line, your online sportsbook expert. All right, guys, welcome to the Pit Panther Rants, another sports rants podcast. What Harris, your host, brought to you by Take a seat. Now, I've been trying like the damn this all week to record this, and it hasn't quite worked out for me because, well, just a lot of reasons. I guess when you go from podcasting in a car, last several years now to being at home, you know, I to deal with a lot of things, and so I've been, as you guys know, I've been recording you know, late at night, I haven't been able to do that because I've been falling asleep, tried to earlier this morning, but my youngest child woke up, and now I'm doing it as my, um, my daughter does virtual school. So, she's in the other... She's in the room. It's a big, open living room. And she's at the other table doing her schoolwork. And I figure I can do this while... My oldest child doesn't have to school for another... 30, 40 minutes. Now, as far as... Um, Saturday's concerned. Pitt took out Louisville. They... Fried the Cardinals twenty-three to twenty, and I think I, I think I missed I missed part of the first half because I was out, but I caught it later that week. You know, I just caught the game itself and l- watched it. Pitts obviously, the great news. Pitts obviously three zero. Strong eye by their defense again as they pretty much harassed Billy Cunningham. They forced him into three picks. And they sacked him seven times. I mean that's pretty big. I mean they had another game where they had seven, you know, seven sacks. Three picks. When you're doing that, you should be able to win a football game. And Pitt loves to um, sell out the pass for their pass rush. And you know Cunningham, Cunningham, tried to hook up with Tutu Atwell a few times, and his throws were either overthrown or underthrown. It's because the Pitts pass rush was basically forcing him to his decisions before he wanted to make them. And that's good. I mean, that's that's you know that's the thing about if you have a you know if your if your secondary is mediocre, which Pitts isn't, if you have a really good front seven. With a good pass rush, it minimizes that. I mean, I saw that love with the Steelers over the years when they they just weren't great in great in coverage. I mean, their their pass rush was always gonna make things happen. Now, as far as the offense goes, it still hasn't really picked up like we like we thought it would. Pittsburgh won this game by more than three points. Um, they settled for field goals early. And when you're selling for field goals too many times. Eventually, it's gonna come and bite you in the ass. And just like you know, with um, with Pitt's defense, eventually they're gonna run into a you know, they're they're gonna run into a, a team where um, where the deep ball is gonna gonna come back and bite them. But uh, can pick Pickett was twenty-three or thirty-eight, two twenty, 220, 220 yards. He averaged five, six, 5.8 yards completion, two tees, one pick. So Jim Hammond mentioned that uh, Jordan Anderson leads the team in uh, receptions when he hit seven catches for 77 yards this past week. And I looked at his numbers, and he's on pace for, to catch 77 balls for 450 yards. Oh, well. Takes her Mack, three catches, 62 yards. That's pretty much. Daniel Moraga, one catch, 13 yards. You know, we nailed the tight end. Um, running game, 50, you know, rushed it 40 times for 156 yards. Uh, Vincent Davis, 14 carries, 47 yards, 3.4 yards a carry. Izzy. He had nine carries, 41 yards, 4.6 a carry. A.G. Davis, four carries, 5 point, 23 yards, 4.8 a carry. So it's really not too bad. But again, Pitt wasn't going to beat this team in a shootout, and that's what's really good about this Pitt defense is they can control the tempo. And if this game was going to be an offensive Type of type of thing, Pitt's offense. You know, Pitt wasn't going to win this. Uh, Pitt's offense just isn't built for shootouts. You know, from what we've seen so far, they're they're not. I mean, second game in a row, their their the offense just can't get its feet off the ground. And the put, and especially put this, put these teams away too. I mean, eventually we're need our offense. To, you know, to do some things. But it just doesn't look like it right now, but eventually it's gonna you know they're gonna face a team where it's gonna bite them in the ass and my hope is it's not anytime soon. Now they've got NC State, which they you know NC State isn't all that great this year, but they got Phil Jerkovic in Boston College and he's been playing pretty well for them and he's going to be a big challenge for them and on, on October 10th and on top of that they get Miami and Notre Dame so Boston College is looking a little bit better than the record I mean Yarkovic is uh, right now he's 43-61 360, ten yards 3 TDs and they got North Carolina this week but yeah, Pitt's got – This stretch here is going to be a big test. I mean, the Notre Dame's going. You know, obviously Boston College will be a big test because they lost them last year. Miami will be. Miami's going to be a huge test because of the Air King. He's really picked up. It looks like, and Notre Dame is. You know, they're fifth ranked and they're not going anywhere. Pick dropped three spots in the pools to twenty-four, and I think the twenty-four twenty-five ranking is really where you're, you're going to see Pitt for right now because defensively they're really good, but offensively they're, they're mediocre, and there's just not enough there to, to rank them high. I mean, I mean they just – defensively they're great, but on offense there's nothing that catches the eye, and that's what pollsters love. They love offense, so there's got to be something there, and there, there isn't. I mean, there isn't – I mean, we prefer, we're very talented at wide receiver, but – other than that, we ain't got Dick. No NC State for this matter. I mean, they, they're they one and one. They beat Wake Forest 45 42 in their opener. And they played in Virginia Tech this past week and they lost 45 24. Jesus, I'm reading this uh, article from uh, Anson Whaley at uh, Coriac Hill. Virginia Tech was missing 23 players and coaches due to COVID. And they still got their asses kicked. So, defensively, NC State's got issues, it looks like. Because they're giving up a lot of points. But I think Pitts should be able to win this one with no problem. I mean, NC State's allowing 440 yards a game. They're allowing 208 yards in the air. 231 yards on the ground, so... Pitt should be able to run the ball, hopefully, and pass it. Offensively, though, they're, they're averaging more than Pitt. They're averaging 42.5 or 40, 424.5 points a game. But they're, um, they're averaging 35, 34.5 points a game, but they're getting outscored 40 by 40, you know, 43.5. So they NC State can, can move the ball on offense. It's their defense. It's a big Achilles heel right now. Now NC State has two backs right now, a Ninth and Ricky Pearson. They're you know Ninth's averaging 7.6 yards of carry, Pearson's averaging 6.0. So they got two really good backs. Um, Devin Carter's their top receiver, seven catches, 109 yards, a touchdown. And you know much like Pitt, they can spread the ball out to different receivers. They have different guys to throw it to. It's just their issue is right now is their um, is their defense, their defense just isn't good. Now, as far as this, the line goes, the, the over-under is 46.5. And Pitt's a 14-point favorite. I think Pitt should be able to win this one, but I don't think they'll cover. If you looked at the last two games, Pitt really – I don't think Pitt's really covered. I mean, they, they haven't um, – they scored the, – the total was 43 points. and I think the over was – I think that the, I think that was fifty-six. I think fifty-two. It was. I have to check, but I know the score definitely did go under. So I think if you're betting Pitt, um, the over/under right now is forty-six and a half, and it's a tough one. I think it goes. I think it may. I think it's a possibility. This one is going to go over. I could be wrong. I think maybe Pitt's offense gets a little bit more going this week. Well, they're going to have to eventually. And maybe a late cover probably is what's going to happen here for the over and under. As far as the line goes, it's 14. Pitt can cover it, but the thing is, can they cover it? I don't know. It's hard to say. I think if you can buy points on this one, I would try to do that. But as far as the rest of the ACC goes for this weekend, Friday, Wake Forest got Campbell. Uh, There's no lie on this one. I'm sure Wake probably wins this one with no problem. North Carolina's got Boston College. Pretty big game here. North Carolina's ranked 12th. Boston College is unranked. BC's going to probably want to come out and pull off an upset. Um, give me the Eagles at home. I like the Eagles at home on this one. The Runners fifty-five. I think it goes over. Jacksonville State and Florida State. Florida State should probably win this one with no with no problem. If they don't, then they got bigger issues. Virginia Tech and Duke. Hokies are ten point five point ten point five point favorites. Duke isn't good. I thought they would be a lot better, but. If Tech uh, can dismantle NC State by twenty by three touchdowns with twenty-three players in quarantine, they should be able to handle Duke. And the lines ten and a half. I think they cover that. Virginia, Clemson, the rematch of the ACC uh, conference title game. Clemson's a twenty-point favorite. Let's look at Virginia real quick. They beat Duke thirty to twenty. Um, I think Clemson's is going to dismantle them, so yeah, yeah, they're definitely going to get dismantled. No, this is not even close. If this was early in the year, I would say, you know what, but yeah, it's, yeah they're definitely not going to win this one. And of course, the rest of the top 25, we got Florida being you know Florida and South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina just isn't great right now. Take Florida on this one. TCU and Texas. Texas should dismantle TCU pretty easily. Let's see. Texas A&M and Alabama. This should be an easy, interesting one. Um, Alabama's a 17-point favorite. A&M struggling their opening against Vanderbilt. Um I'm probably with Alabama on this one. I think if this was later in the year, I would go with you know A&M, but I go with Alabama on this one. South Florida Cincinnati. That's a Cincinnati's 15th ranked, so Cincinnati should have no problem with that one. We have a top 10 matchup between Auburn and Georgia. And as far as these two teams go. Georgia destroy Arkansas thirty seven ten their opener, and Auburn. And um, Auburn went to the wire, with Kentucky kind of. Kentucky's a little better team. It's a t- it's against Georgia, but the thing is the home field doesn't matter much. But so you know what, I'm gonna go a little different here. I'm taking I'm taking the Auburn in an upset. Because they're not playing from front of a packed stadium. And, you know, you got to factor that in. Although it's on the road, there's no fans. But uh, LSU's got Vanderbilt and LSU got hammered this past week by uh, Mississippi State. That was a hell of a game. Yeah, KG Costello passed for 623 yards and five touchdowns against LSU. Last week, and here's the thing: before last season began, LSU fans, especially there's some LSU people you know in Houston that were like on our sports talk radio. They were itching to see when they can fire Ed Orgeron, but then Joe Burrow happened, and of course they loved Ed, o- Ed Orgeron after that. You know he can't do no wrong after that, so Ed Orgeron's probably bought himself at least two more years of um, job security if, you know, if he really tanks. But, um, obviously, there's going to be a huge drop-off for the LSU this year, but um, Mike Leach came with a hell, of a hell of a debut. I mean, the drop 44 in Baton Rouge over 600 yards passing is big. But as I look at the, you know, as with the rest of the top twenty-five from last week? Some notables here. There were some good games. Um, Oklahoma was destroying Kansas State. They lost thirty-eight to thirty-five. But Kansas State came back. So Oklahoma maybe dethroned this year. But uh, Texas played Texas Tech, and Texas almost lost this game. And I don't know. I mean, it could still be wide open. If you know, if Texas can get their defense. Short up, we'll see. But as far as West Top Twenty is concerned, some notables: Oklahoma State beat West Virginia, eh, whatever. Tennessee skirted by North Carolina, 31-27. And there's really not much else that really happened. I mean, Wake Forest and Notre Dame was postponed. Now, as far as around you know around the pit is concerned. Heather Lake is trying to get at least twenty thousand for a Pitts football game, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen. I just don't see it. I mean, it would be um, it'd be nice, but can it happen? I don't know. I think if you can get at least the parents into the stands and the pit band, that'd be awesome. I mean it'd be an awesome feeling. And it would be also an awesome feeling. That's why we got Manscaped. It's got the lawnmower 3.0 with a Slutcher trimmer. It's designed to give you the confidence booster body image. It's also waterproof with the LED lights, so you can get yourself uh, nice and uh, nice and bald in the shower, in the dark, float you want know, a light, whatever floats your boat. And the Spheric Blade is Skin Safe technology. It's not gonna. It's gonna keep you. Bless you, my daughter just sneezed. Bless you again, my daughter just sneezed again. Melvin read. <laughs> the Spheric Blade is Skin Safe technology. It's, you know, it's gonna protect your balls. You know, and it's not gonna. You know, snuck a ruin your it's not gonna ruin your weekend. And of course, you know we got the nails kit, the shears 2.0. It's going To get your nails nice and you know for whatever. I bite mine. And plus, know that, they get the crop preserver. You know, after after you do the shaving and stuff, get your stuff nice and smelling good down there. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. You get 20% off of free shipping. And while I'm talking about these games, you got to go to BetOnline. Everything's in full effect, brother. And you may not be at the game, but you know what? Go make some money. Go to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. And also one more thing to be added for, is in terms of pit. Pitt did that a commit for their 2022 class. Not 2021, 2022. And it's, they, they landed at Avion Gross, a three-star back from Mansfield, Ohio. He committed to pit over the, you know, last week. Actually on Sunday. And I know Pat Narduzzi drives us nuts. Pit staff drives us nuts at times. But I want pit I want Pat Narduzzi to stay here. I know you guys do too I mean The guy's been here five years now And he's Obviously the culture's taking effect Because These guys are getting on the same page I mean At least defensively they are Offense It's been a clusterfuck But they're getting there So I really don't want to see Panerduzzi go anywhere You know But as far as the, uh, you know, the rest of the sports board goes, Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. You know, hockey was fun. I mean, it was fun watching these guys play. and I was hoping that Dallas Stars could extend into seven games, but I don't think they had another overtime game left in them. NBA playoffs are set. I mean, the, the finals are. Lakers and Heat. I thought Denver gave the Lakers a... A good fight. It just they don't have enough to beat them, and you know I thought they were wearing down. They were wearing down the Lakers, but LeBron and them just kicked another, another into another cylinder. Boston came up short again, and they just ran to a really hot Heat team. I mean, he's just been playing really good. I mean, you saw it earlier when they swept the, the Pacers, and you know they went through, they, they wiped that out Milwaukee. I mean. This team's really good. And so it's going to be a pretty interesting series. Now, as I close out here, I'm, yeah, my daughter's too tired. You can hear in the background. Uh, Dave Portnock came to Pittsburgh the other week to do, I guess, for pizza reviews. And obviously it's ruffled some feathers. Um... If I mean, it was pretty obvious why he was in Pittsburgh. I mean, he pretty much made it known that he added Pennsylvania as for their for for his sports book. So he was going in and doing his little goodwill thing, and that's pretty much, you know, if you're a businessman, that's what you do. You you know, you go and you mingle with the customers, and that's what he was doing. He uh, ate pizza, talked to the people, even gave even gave them slices. He shared his permani sandwich. He reviewed it on the Turner's tea and taught, said it was really good talked about how blue-collar the city is and how high school football, and, you know, he gave that whole passionate speech. And, you know, some people, I guess, some people he upset over this, and, you know, one person in particular writes for the city paper, and, you know, I guess from his perspective of being a writer, I can understand that, because he said, you know, they try to fire his workers over... Um, creating a union so I can see why from his perspective why he doesn't like Dave Portnoy and I get it I mean I'm not crazy about Portno or, or Barstool I don't really follow them follow at all let them listen to them but they've been in business for a good while I mean I do watch Dave's pizza reviews because they're fun to watch I mean during COVID it was fun because he was reviewing frozen pizza Brother the it was you know I don't know you know, his scores were his scores. I mean I thought he rated he rated fewers a seven eight and I thought he'd at least give Minios and Alios higher scores, but alias he gave a six one, which is the same score he gave Chuck E. Cheese Pizza, which is kind of insulting, but Yeah, it was a shame. But I still like Alios and I'm still gonna eat it. Minions he gave a seven one. And it was hilarious because he was trying to eat the pizza and it was falling off. I mean, because mainly because, you know, Minios puts a big glob of cheese on their uh, pizza. And you have, the thing about it, Minios is you have to let it sit for a long while before you can eat it. And there's like a little window before you, the fresh and for when it sits. Because if you let it sit too long, the pizza, the cheese gets a little hard and it can be unbearable to eat you, you have to like heat it up melt the cheese a little bit because a lot, a lot of times a lot of times it feels like you're eating you know blocks of cheese I mean last time my parents got Minio's my sister suggested she wanted extra cheese and extra cheese is kind of useless on a Minio's pizza because it's like you're basically taking a big wheel of cheese and just dumping it on there but they got a 7-1 which was kind of hilarious but they're you know that they were pretty enjoyable. It was pretty obvious why he was there. And I mean, he pretty much announced why he was there. So, I mean, if anything, it's publicity for the city. I don't think he's really been to Pittsburgh, so... And I know he's got a lot of listeners, and hey, it's a goodwill mission for him. He's giving people props and whatever. But oh well, guys, I'm going to end it here. I'll let you guys have the rest of your... Um, weekend or week how to pit